Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's our final show of 2021. And you're the only thing standing between us and a bottomless bottle of Blanton's. So we'll make this quick. Hi, kids. It's your favorite average white dudes. And you are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel CryptoPunk Cheeseman. This is Chad, Empire State of Mind, so wash. And on this week's show, Paradox hits unicorn status, Monster raises some cash, wait, what? And TikTok, as if we'd in the year talking about anything else, is on this week's show. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> New York State of Mind, Chad. You're in the Big Apple, or at least around it, apparently. Yeah, I can't get can't get that song out of my head, man. No, it. it there's nothing. Okay, there might be some things better, but th- there's... Very little 
better than being in New York City Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is lit up. It is gorgeous. And it's it, it's I, not to thank Omicron or anything, but there's hardly anybody in the city now. <laughs> Usually, I mean, it's just packed, right? You just can't fucking get around. Not this time. So, I mean, you could go places. You could see things. Um, some of the shows were shut down, but we did get a chance uh-huh. to go see Wicked, which is awesome. So, yeah, we had a, had a great time in the uh, Empire State of Mind in New York City. So you're so you're like Will Smith and I am legend. You're just roaming New York with nobody <laughs> nobody in the streets, shooting yeah. lions and dodging deers and shit. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's the way to live, man. <laughs> well, obviously you got better shit to do uh, than this show. So let's get to some shout outs, <laughs> shall we? Of course. First shout out goes to uh, a couple of podcasts that included us, you or you and me, mm-hmm. uh, in their end of year wrap up. And and the first one is Symphony Talent. They did a wrap up and they included our show, uh, which was recorded live uh, in Detroit. Yeah, there you go. And then Mm -hmm. Christopher over at the uh, Oven Ready HR podcast, which I think is your favorite name for a podcast. Oh, sure. What's in the Uh, oven is what I want to (laughs) know. Because I'm not the father. I'm not the father. Wrap up that bun, baby. (laughs) Yeah, he included uh, our interview on that one. So we uh, we did our wrap-ups, which uh, we got some good responses from, but uh, so the wrap-ups are good this year. Nice, nice. Uh, so are you are you on Substack, Chad? No. So so stu- you know what Medium is? It's like yeah. a blogging platform. Okay. So Substack is is the new the new medium, and everyone's on it. So a couple of our friends uh, and some mystery guests have just joined uh, Substack recently. Uh, James okay. Ellis, you know him as the employment branding dude. He has yeah. a new Substack called Employer Brand Headlines. That sounds exciting. Uh, and Toby Dayton, the guy I call Sasquatch because he's rarely seen has a <laughs> sub stack. He's uh used to be the CEO of Job Dig. Do you remember that? That's an old yep. timey one. And now mm-hmm. uh Link Up is where uh where he's doing his business see over there. Uh an heir to the Target throne uh, is the rumor. And uh he's got a, a Substack called Diggings on the Job Market. So if you're on Substack or you just like reading some content about the employment industry, check out Toby Dayton and James Ellis's new Substacks. There's nothing on Toby's yet, so we we may not see anything ever. It may just be Sasquatch, <laughs> Sasquatch esque, and never have any content. But I can't believe James Ellis hasn't like you know hit us with a uh, 27 different emails on his new Substack. That just that's yeah. That's He's never going like to charge it. for it. That's what he says. I'm never going to take money for this. Who is taking money though? Is this way global where they are crowdfunding, mm-hmm. and that crowdfund over at WeFunder is up to close to a million dollars right now. So it's interesting that in a time when money is flowing so fucking freely that Angela and the team over there, I guarantee you they have VC, uh, you mm-hmm. know, PE coming at them that they choose to do this. So it's really interesting. You know, they, they're they doing business their way. Apparently, they don't want to, any of those VC firms uh, involved. Yeah, not not to uh, you know spoil the the prediction shows, but I think I think you'll see a lot more of this uh, into next year. And we saw little pieces of this with This Way Global, as well as our friends at Candidate ID, uh, who raised money through crowdfunding um, as well. So that's it's an interesting trend. I think I think we'll see more of that. But yeah, definitely shout out to them. Uh, nearly as famous as This Way Global, uh, Paris Hilton is getting a shout out from oh, me. She's geez. in the metaverse, Chad. She's in the metaverse. She's Just launching. another sign of it going to she, hell. She's <laughs> launching Paris World, 
Uh, No place would I rather be. Uh, No word or not if the sex tape is part of Paris World. But uh, she's getting in the metaverse. And today, I think I read about Trump's wife, Melania, getting uh, some sort of metaverse thing with her eyes. NFT, it's, I don't know. It's going crazy. And again, with our prediction shows, I'm sure NFTs, crypto, whatever is going to make it into that episode. But uh, shout out to Paris Hilton for getting into the metaverse and launching Paris World. Yeah. So going from talking about a couple of whack females to uh, <laughs> Susan Arnold, who has been elected as Walt Disney's first female chairman of the board. For the last eight years, Miss Arnold was executive at Carlisle Group, Procter & Gamble, and McDonald's. So yeah, talking about those whack shout outs. This is a legit <laughs> shout out. Susan Arnold, Walt Disney. That's a big fucking name. First female chairman. That's awesome. Big, shout out to her. That's a big one. Well, I've got a ca- Canada shout out. <laughs> Hey, Doc, we were doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. All right, this is news from Canada. Didn't quite make it into the main show, but it's a shout-out. Canada-based human resource technology company Alongside, yes, Alongside.com, has taken over Moncton, New Brunswick-based career beacon. New Brunswick is where my wife hails from, so I had to throw that in there. Also, a fellow Canada-based job board. The acquisition sum was not made public, but most of the employees get to stay on with the company. Company. So shout out to Alongside and Career Beacon. And Career Beacon's been around for a really long mm-hmm. time. I mean, a yeah. really long time, like almost as long as we've been in the industry. So congrats to them and shout out. How Canadian can you get? No, you can all stay. What do what do layoffs in Canada sound like? Is there a <laughs> yeah. lot of sorry? Sorry, eh? I got sorry. 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 You sorry. did a real good job. Sorry. I got to let you go. Sorry. <laughs> Here's some Molson on the way out. Uh, shout out to DoorDash. Uh, who is asking its employees all the way up to the, its CEO to, again, make a delivery at least once a month. But not everyone is is a happy dasher. Uh, apparently, a disgruntled DoorDash engineer Uh-oh. recently posted a lengthy message on uh, social media platform Blind, anonymously, go figure, yep. about the monthly deliveries not being a part of their job description oh, when they no. signed up to join DoorDash. Dude, Put down World of Fucking Warcraft, air up your bike tires, and make a goddamn delivery. One a month. Come on. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. It would be, be fun to do that once a month. I would love oh, that. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some free shit. Okay. You remember last week we talked about uh, beer winner Michael Malati. Yep. Beer from sponsored by Pillar. Indianapolis representing in Indy both representative. Both? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. We got free whiskey powered by Sovereign and Tex Colonel. Uh, Rob Bercy won that last month. And we're going to pick a new winner here that we're at the end of uh, December. So if you haven't gone out to chadcheese.com slash free, give us your info and win a chance to win some booze and we'll help kill your liver. And our favorite liver out in Scotland, Adam Gordon, has agreed Uh to uh, give some high price scotch away here for the holiday season. Each bottle retails for over $1,000. We'll be drawing, uh, I think, the week after uh, January 1st. Uh, it's free to join. You just got to go to www.scotch.win. That's www.scotch.win and put in your address information so we know where to send the good stuff. It's free to join. Um, and we're almost up to as many registrants as we did last year with Pappy. So there's as much oh, an appetite wow. this year for uh-huh. the scotch as there was last year for the Pappy. So people loving yes. some scotch. Somebody's going to be able to start the first of the year with 
a thousand dollar bottle of scotch. Not to mention, I would assume that registrants for this year's has exploded on the uh, other side of the pond in Europe because uh, Adam said that two of those bottles are going to Europeans. Yep, yep, that was part of the deal. So it, uh, I haven't looked at the list in a while, but it probably is very skewed a little <laughs> bit towards uh, the eurozone. Uh, but it does not negate Americans. That's right. A piece of that scotch. Uh, there will be one winner of a bottle here in the states. Scotch dot win. Scotch dot win. We haven't heard from the three M people yet, so we're we're still good on the <laughs> trademarks. We'll be fine. Let's talk a little fantasy football, shall we? Oh, this is no. the final week. Damn it. Final week, the championship round faces off Chris Nipsey Russell (laughs) with Jason Putnam. So one of those two guys will be the winner. I got thoroughly uh, thrashed by Jason this past week, and Chris beat out the wonderful Miss Q, which I will be playing for third place this week. That's a big shocker right there. Chris Russell ending up in the finals, in the Super Bowl of the Chad Cheese Fantasy Football League. Yes, he went from worst to first. I went from first to worst. So, yeah, so that's 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 how fantasy works. That's how fantasy works. Yeah, good good call on that Aaron Rodgers uh, MVP (laughs) MVP thing worked out pretty well for you. All right, let's get to some some birthdays real quick. Actually, only one. Okay. Because last week we did all the Decembers, but I think I thought this one was pretty relevant leading into our next story. So Aaron Matos, the CEO of Paradox, celebrates uh-huh. a birthday on the day that we're recording, which is the 30th. So major happy to birthday to him. And there's a good reason why he's celebrating this year. Topics! Paradox. Oh, well, damn. Well, it might be time to change Paradox's name badge from Apex Predator to Unicorn. That's right. The company this week announced a $200 million Series C investment, bringing the total raise to a little over $253 million and giving it a $1.5 billion valuation. The round included participation from Workday Ventures, Twilio Ventures, and you ready for this? Indeed. New funding will help the company double its team of a reported 400 and accelerate innovation. Launched in 2016, Paradox is headquartered in Scottsdale, Arizona, with offices in Chicago, Baltimore, Tel Aviv, Singapore, and Vietnam. Clients include the likes of Unilever, Nestle, McDonald's, CVS Health, and General Motors. Apex Predator, Unicorn, just don't call them a chatbot. Chad? Your thoughts. So we've got to have uh, Mr. ATS on the show more often because Peter Gold uh, Mm -hmm. snuggled up to Facebook jobs and then they announced the shutdown. (laughs) And then he smacked Olivia around calling uh, that the chatbot a splat bot. And now they get 200 million in funding. So uh, that's (laughs) two for two, Peter, uh, and not on the good side. So if you take a look at at Paradox, it's $253 million total in funding. First, in January of 2019, they got 13.3 from one investor. In May of 2020, they got 40 million from one investor. Mm-hmm. Now, 2021, 200 million, 12 different investors. So with 12 different investors, the big question is, how interesting is this going to get with Aaron? 
right? Because I mean, Aaron, he's going to, he's going to be the guy who obviously steers this ship, which should be, but with 12 different voices, maybe what I think the other two are are included in this too, but 12 different voices included in this, Mm -hmm. you know how that gets. Do you think that's, there's going to be any impact on what happens with uh, their focus, mission, anything like that. Well, they they didn't break down the numbers of of who gave what, so it's hard to decipher. You know, if I give you fifty million and someone gives you one million, my voice should be bigger than the one million. Um, mm-hmm. And they also, I don't think they announced the board seats, like who was going to be on the board or if any of those investors would be on yeah, the board. And they threw a couple of those in there. Yes, they did. Yeah. So, and so I don't know the percentage breakdowns. I don't know what Aaron, uh, what Aaron has now. He's obviously the CEO. He serves at the pleasure of the board. And if at any point, you know, they want to get rid of him, they can. I don't see that happening, obviously. But uh, yeah, it, it definitely creates complexity to an organization when you take more, uh, more investors. But I don't know enough about the the breakdown of percentages and the voting rights and everything else to, to really say how that's going to be. My guess is a lot of people that gave money uh, will not have like a big voice and be calling every day uh, looking to give insight or feedback or like what's going on with the company. I'm sure there'll be a quarterly meeting where the board members and other people can come in, get updates on the company. But I don't, you know, I, I think it adds complexity, but not so much that it's going to throw the company in the mud in terms of innovation or being able to to move quickly. Yeah. Do you think that those voices are strong enough to keep Aaron from shopping the two hundred million to to prospectively uh, put his name on a sports arena? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think Aaron has learned some hard lessons (laughs) throughout the years and do not anticipate Paradox Arena being something that we see see anytime soon. (laughs) So I think... I, I, really, I really think that this type of funding is a pretty evident signal. Paradox is not interested in being a point solution. Mm-hmm. We've looked at Paradox as the conversational AI apex predator. It's beyond that. When Eightfold took their last round, it was a shot over the battle of bigger talent acquisition platforms. So the same goes here. If Paradox were trying to be stealthy before, well, the, the cat's out of the bag. This is a shot over the bow of many of the larger TA platforms, period. They they are not going to be just a point solution. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, where they want this to go is they want to disrupt the ATS business. And I think we, we've talked about a lot of players that are looking to do that. Matefold being one, probably seek out some of those uh, that are want to be the, they want to be the place that people go initially and not be just something that is added on to your, to your ATS. So yeah, I think that's that's the vision. And if you look at you know where the world is going with mobile, and you know whether you what do you think metaverse is going to happen or not, like the days of going to a site and typing in words and searching, and that seems more and more antiquated um, with each year. And having an interface where you're talking to someone, messaging with someone, whatever that is, uh, if you believe that's the future, then the bet is probably better on Paradox than it is with an iSims or, or an ATS. Totally agree. Well, there are definitely, again, teaser here, some predictions that are going to happen around this one. I promise you. Yep. So I got I got three points. Some of will be underscoring what you've said. I think this is a really cool redemption story. There are some people out listening 
that don't know what jobbing is, don't know who Aaron Matos is. Yep. And I think it's just worth noting that Aaron started jobbing back in 99, I think, raised a bunch of money, had some really great parties at Sherm. Uh, and then 2008. Put his name on a sports arena. Sports arena is like... <laughs> It was really fun. Like he yeah. he did a lot of like really big stuff. Fortunately, uh, in many ways, to, the 2008 crash uh, nut punched him and the company in a big way, and they dusted off, picked themselves back up, pivoted into Paradox. I remember thinking like this is so much smaller than the vision at Jobbing, and the fact that this has become you know much bigger than Jobbing was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just a really cool redemption story. So for those yeah. that don't know the history, um, I think it's worth noting uh, that that's that's sort of really cool and very appropriate that they are based in Phoenix because much like a Phoenix, they have risen from the ashes uh, to launch uh, Paradox. Very nice. Yeah, very you like nice. that. You like that. Yeah, okay. So the second thing nice. is again, I, I mentioned Aaron learning a few things in the first rodeo. You know, they raised money the right way, and we spent a lot of time in the past couple of years talking about Maya and Alio and some others that took a lot of money and really, I think, strangled themselves into not having a lot of runway because of taking so much money. And these guys, you know, bootstrapped for a few years. Their first round, like you mentioned, was was tiny. They've they've gotten competitors and grown the business and grown organically. The team that he's built, uh, Jay. Z and Gotson. I mean, we talk a lot about these folks, but they've built a really cool um, executive team. And I think that's worth noting as well. You know, thirdly, I think to, to your point, like they want to be the end point or the starting point to the recruiting process. And, you know, right now you go to you go to a career site that they power with their chat bot on one screen. You see, OK, type in or drop down menu with where you're located, you know, search a job. And then click on the job. But then you see this chat bot that's like, oh, what are you looking for? What are you interested in? Where do you live? What kind of job? And right now, you know, that conversation just kind of takes you to a bunch of links that you would have found anyway if you searched. So at some point, there's going to be an inflection where companies either go straight up with the search box or they go with the interaction with a chat bot or a human uh, Android or whatever. And I'd be really interested to know, and I don't think anyone does know outside of any of these companies, the percentage of users that type in a search like traditionally and what percentage opt for the chat bot. That would be really interesting to know. I don't think you know, do you? Have ever heard? No, no, no. I, I, what, now, what do you mean opt for the chat bot when you're talking about, do you talk about actually landing on a page, doing a job search versus clicking on the chat bot in the corner? CVS Health is their client. If you go to CVS yeah. Health Jobs, there's, yep. the main window is like, hey, search for a job, right? Like Google. Uh-huh. And then there's a little Olivia bubble on the left or on the right-hand corner that says, hey, I'm Olivia Chatbot to help you through your job search. So, And I think it says, what kind of job are you looking for? Or what are you interested in? So I know some people are using both of them in conjunction, but I'd be really curious to know who's Xing out of the chat and just doing the traditional job search and who is like bypassing the orig- the traditional job search and going right to Olivia in the chatbot. That would be really interesting to know. And I don't think that any of that data has been released. But if internally they know that, you know, 30% went to the chat window last year and 48% now go to the chat window this year, and we're looking at 54% going to the chatbot next year, then the the growth is going towards the chat being the prominent way. But if chat is like stuck in 5%, 7%, 
8%, the advantage is definitely still in the traditional search uh, process. Yeah. I don't think it's that black or white. I think I think it has to do with experience and the types of jobs. So if it's more of the uh, mobile experience and it's somebody who is an hourly type of, uh, mm-hmm. of position, it's, it's automatically into a chat type of scenario to ask for, you know, the information that they need. So I, I think, I think it really is predicated on a type of position and also the experience that they're in. Yeah. And you can meld those, right? Not to mention also, you know, I, I see more of an evolution of instead of clicking on apply and having to fill out a bunch of shit, mm-hmm. you go through the same process just with the bot. I mean, it's the same thing just about, except when you're going through a form, it's really hard to get to FAQs and then back to the form. You can ask the bot something, right? So, I mean, there's more of an interaction. Yes, you are filling out the same thing. This is, there's more evolution here. And that's, and and it's also not just predicated on desktop versus mobile. It could be predicated on the type of position. So I I see this being huge and I, and and I, I always have, but it's starting to finally get there. That's the exciting part. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to see if 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 they go to our site on mobile, the default is chat. If they go to our site on a, a desktop, the default is the search traditional search boxes. I think it's more position than it is anything else. Yeah. I don't I don't think it because I I think again the the position almost dictates where they're going to be looking for their job, whether it's mobile versus desktop. Well, the good news is at some point we will engage with some paradox folks and maybe get oh, to the bottom I of some of it. some of these answers. So fourth and interesting is, so Indeed is, vest- is investing. They do not invest often. I don't know if I could even name a company that in- it Indeed has invested in in the last 14 uh, or 18, 24 months. So their investment to me is really interesting. Do you read anything into that? No, I think I think it's, it's one of those, uh, diversity type of plays. I mean, when you bet in the stock market, you don't just put everything on on one stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you try to be diverse and you look for some of the startups that are out there that are leading edge, bleeding edge, and have a guy like Aaron, who again, I agree 100%. You know, he, he fell down, but he didn't stay down. Guy got up and he's a fighter. I mean, that's mm-hmm. all there is to it. The guy's a fighter. Like it or not, it doesn't fucking matter. He's a fighter. And he's put, he's assembled a crew that I think any company, especially if you're talking about Indeed, if they want to try to put money into this and you see Jay-Z and you see Godson, and you see Elise and you see some of, some of the others that are there. I mean, it's, I think it's a, it's a given throw some money in the pot. Yeah. But it so rarely happens that I think it's worth noting that Indeed has put money in this. Well, let's take a quick break, not moving at breakneck speed, but maybe the show will be a little, <laughs> little shorter than others. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk about Monster. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. 
For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. Monster raised some money, Chad. What the fuck is that about? No, this is not your grandpa's monster. No, that's it's for not. Sure. All right. Yeah. So here's a summary. Monster.com India Private Limited. What? The, the parent company of MonsterIndia.com and a monster site uh, in Southeast Asia in the Middle East has raised $18 million in a funding round that took its valuation to a reported $100 million. The proceeds will go towards investment in product development and marketing in India, Southeast Asia, and the Middle East. Confused yet? Headquartered in Hyderabad. Hyderabad? Hyderabad. Hyderabad. Monster started its India operations in 2001. Quest, with two S's, acquired the company from Monster Worldwide, owned by Ronstadt in 2018, where I don't think there was any news released whatsoever. No. no. Uh, Chad, you used to work at Monster and Ronstadt. Can you make sense of this for us? Well, first off, I can't make sense on why we didn't know that they were sold in 2018. This this chunk of the business was actually sold. That was odd to me. When I saw this, I was like, what the fuck? How did any of this happen? And then started digging in and and obviously found out that, you know, this isn't this isn't Ronstadt. So it's not your it's not your grandfather's monster, right? Yep. It's a piece of that monster. I think it's it's incredibly interesting knowing Ronstadt and knowing the amount of business that they do all over the world that they would actually give up such a large portion of the world. I mean, it's not just what's happening now. It's the promise of what it could be, right? And I think that's where Ronstadt's fallen just flat on their face. They haven't been able to uh, tie together tech and this type of database mm-hmm. and brand into what could, what should have been a colossus. I mean, the, again, the difference between staffing and RPO and talent acquisition is staffing, it's their business. Yep. In talent acquisition, it's your job, right? So they're really focused on doing the business of staffing and tech, obviously, is incredibly big when it comes to, to to hiring today. So watching Ronstad not just fall flat on their fucking face with Monster in the first place, but then <laughs> sell off a pro, a, a promise of something this large, uh-huh. man, it is fucking crazy. I mean, it, I think that's more of a story than this this funding, to be quite frank. Yeah, what was uh, Andrew Dice's Andrew Dice Clay's line? They needed the money. Maybe they needed the money. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. It was just a headache, maybe. I like the growth prospects in India and APAC. Uh, we've talked about that on the yes. show quite a bit. Big. So the only reason we're talking about this is because Monster's name is attached to it. Uh, remember, India's Andela raised $200 million back in the fall, uh, according to our friends at AIM Group. The site says it has north of 60 million active users in India, but similar web indicates it has about four to four and a half million visits per month. And in the 21 uh, AIM Group Recruitment Marketplaces Annual, the site failed to rank among the top three sites in India behind Nokri, Freshers Live, and Indeed, Glassdoor simply hired yeah. uh, India. So they they didn't exactly sell it to a juggernaut. Whether they can turn it around and make it something worth $100 million will yeah. be interesting. The bigger question to me maybe is if Ronstadt has shown a, a willingness to dump parts of Monster, do we see other parts of Monster go by the wayside in 2022? Yeah, I think they if they could have sold it for something that was you know worthwhile, they would. Of. I don't I don't know why 
they're, why they are hanging on to what they currently have mm-hmm. other than they can't sell the fucking thing. No buyers. Yeah. <laughs> Again, in this market, this demonstrates, I believe, how antiquated the tech is and how, I mean, how the brand has actually atrophied. Yep. Right. I mean, it, it was the biggest brand in the market at one time. It yep. had the biggest database at one time. It had the coolest tech at one time. None of that that exists today in Monster. Best brand by a long shot. At one point was a $10 billion valuation, I believe, on Monster. Yeah. And Ron Stott bought it for what, $600 million-ish? Yeah, it was it was bargain basement. And we and now that I think of that, I'm going to make a note. We need to get Jeff Taylor <laughs> on just to have this discussion. I don't want to talk about the history or all that other reminiscent bullshit. Yeah. I want to talk about, you know, today and thoughts on what the landscape should look like for something like a monster. Yeah. I mean, I don't know percentage wise size of each market that monster does business in, but if, if the India APAC portion is a hundred million, I mean, let's say the other two being Europe uh, and North America are another hundred, 150, mm-hmm. then what Ronstadt bought, they have not increased the value of whatsoever. In fact, they're losing value <laughs> on this on this company based yes. on based on my limited math abilities asleep yeah. at the fucking wheel jeff taylor would be a trip to get on the show for sure uh, I'll, I'll work on that yeah yeah by the way i'm here i'm finally seeing and hearing some career builder ads so you know for whatever that's worth i don't think they've dropped money for a super bowl ad but at least career builder is trying to revive some of its former glory I want Sue Arthur on the pod as soon as possible so we can talk about the first big step in rebranding and new commercials yep. as soon as she can. As soon as she can. Yeah, that I wouldn't <laughs> hold your breath. I wouldn't hold your breath. Maybe <laughs> maybe next year. Who knows? All right, let's take She'll a come quick, on the same day that Art Zeal does. Yeah, let's take a quick break in the year on TikTok. I can't think of a, a better way to do that and then uh, get to our New Year's Eve festivities. Amen. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad, we got TikTok to talk about. Whew. We got three three news stories. Damn. Some, some more relatable to employment than others, but uh, the, the, they are so hot. So th- three things from TikTok got our attention recently. Number one, the site is really, really popular. I know that's not news <laughs> to anybody, but according to Cloudflare, TikTok is now the web domain with the most traffic in the world, rising from seventh place last year uh, to now eclipse Google in 2021. That's a big story. Number two, TikTok is preparing to launch a new service that will turn its viral food videos into meals you can actually order. TikTok is partnering with Grubhub and others to launch 
TikTok Kitchen. Only restaurants across the United States uh, will have access to this technology next year. The menu at the restaurants will draw upon the most popular viral food videos that show up on TikTok, which people can then have delivered to their door via Grubhub. TikTok plans to launch in around 300 locations that will start delivering dishes in March with plans to open more than a thousand restaurants by the end of next year. Number three, a little closer to the employment industry, quit talking is now a thing. What the (laughs) hell is it? Millennials and Zoomers, I guess that's Gen Z, they're Zoomers now, are taking Uh to TikTok to post short videos shaming toxic workplaces, glorifying their resignation letters, counting down their last days, dunking on employers, and glorifying their new unemployment status. The hashtag Quit Talk currently has over 573,000 posts on TikTok, and those creating them say they're not worried about alienating future employers. TikTok is guaranteed to keep us talking in 2022, but what caught your attention most from these three news stories from the last week? Well, first off, TikTok has something that Google and Facebook does not, and that is traffic from China, right? So they have an opportunity to have worldwide traffic where Google, Facebook doesn't. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're locked out of, they're locked out of uh, China. Um, but still, incredibly surprising. I mean, to watch TikTok explode the way that it has Mm -hmm. after being on it for half an hour and then looking at my watch and going, holy (laughs) shit, that felt like five minutes. You get it, right? The the algorithm is amazing. The 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 tech itself is just so fluid. Mm-hmm. But again, the opportunity to have worldwide versus not being shut out of, you know, a, a, a big a big chunk of traffic like China. Sure. The ghost kitchens, which I think is the best marketing ever. You just take a look at what does everybody have to do, right? Food. Right. We have to eat. Not to mention, you take a look at all these fucking shows on Netflix and all over the place. These these reality shows that are about what? About food. I mean, it could be about (laughs) be about pastries. It is the best pastry chef, the best chocolate chef. I mean, they have found niches for this. Right. So TikTok very smartly says, hey, let's jump into this from a marketing standpoint. Let's not to mention also engage more foodies. Right. I, I think they could do this in different niches mm-hmm. where people, I mean, they they have to gravitate or they have been gravitating. And then last but not least, if you have not gone to TikTok and actually looked for the 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 quit talking piece, I did and again found myself for half an hour uh-huh. watching uh, millennials and Z's, mainly Z's, I think, uh-huh. go on to storewide sound systems with <laughs> like the in talking into the mic, saying, "I just want to say, uh, you know, Target shoppers, uh, you know, this place fucking sucks." Kiss my ass, Jenny. Jenny can kiss my <laughs> ass. You know, so it, it, it's like holy shit, and it was one after the next. Uh-huh. I thought this happened a couple of times. Got a little fanfare. No. This is happening all over the fucking place and a hell of a lot more than than I ever thought could or would happen. And it's being driven. And tell me if I'm wrong. It's yep. being driven by TikTok. Well, the algorithm for sure. Well, no, I mean, it, the other the other kids that are out there, the other young adults that are out there are seeing this happening. Oh, like, sure. fuck that. I'm going to do it, too. Sure. Kids do what other kids do, especially if it's popular and it's getting likes and reshares and comments <laughs> and everything else. So oxytocin. So number one, like 
like TikTok and its trajectory and how quickly it has become what it has become is amazing. And the company will figure out a way to go public. It's outstanding. And it'll, it'll be one of the most valuable companies in the world uh, in the next few years. Uh, it's a juggernaut and it's just incredibly impressive. The, the delivery thing means I am fucked. Like if I can just, <laughs> if I can just see the video of the nachos and click, please deliver this immediately. I am totally fucked. And, yep, and yep. TikTok is just going to take all my money. So, so I hope that does not come to Indy anytime soon. Cause I'm screwed. The most interesting part to me, uh, is the employment side. So like, so young, so stupid. I hope that social. I hope the social media dopa hit feels good, kids, uh, because you're gonna feel like shit uh, when you're passed over for that dream job because of your little TikTok video. Companies like Fama, uh, check out our interview with the founder from I think last year or the year before. Uh, they're uh-huh. gonna find your ass, and and companies are gonna be able to find out what you did and how you quit. Maybe more interesting than that, as well as the is the future of sites like Glassdoor, Indeed, and others. Uh, you mentioned Blind, uh, who publish employee reviews. Yeah. If the future is video and no one gives a shit about anonymity, then why go to some web web 1.0 site to vent your frustration? Glassdoor needs to take some of that recruit holdings cash and launch some anonymous video feature or some shit, or at least get some fuzzy audio app mm-hmm. to see if they can like penetrate this new audience because it's looking really antiquated to go out to Glassdoor and t- you know type something for 30 minutes when I can just get TikTok famous and tell my boss to kiss my ass. Yeah, it's too late for them. It's too late for them. <laughs> this show's over. Get the hell off my lawn. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.